Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Anchya Lila, Chapter 2, Text 275. A Mata Shri Gorasunda Bhagavan Nana Mate Kadilena Sarva Jivatan. In this way, Sri Gorasunda used various means to deliver all living entities. Omigana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Stapitamyena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Srivasadegor Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from the Jagannath Healing House in Hudson, New York, in Columbia County. I hope you all had a nourishing Gorpunima one way or another. I think I reflected on this because I spoke on Sunday, but I haven't related my Gorpunima experience since then. But before Gorpunima, I started to hear from different people connected with me the different things they were doing for Gorpornima. And there were so many different options. Actually, Satyaraj Prabhu is writing a book now about Krishna consciousness in New York and the different phases it went through. And it's kind of very exciting and I'm in regular contact with him. But the culmination is, is I think there's a, a phrase called uh, diaspora, diaspora. It, it's a phrase when the Jews in Israel, the temple, I think got destroyed and they, it's a, a, they went to different places in the world. And, and it's a phrase where, where kind of things disperse. I should have looked it up to get the exact meaning. But I think that kind of happened in COVID also because there were these temples at least in most of the world. And they were the center of the activities. And then it kind of had to disperse. And uh, a lot of people had to become empowered to do things on their own. So when I was talking to people about Gora Purnima, I saw, you know, there was the two pro different programs in Jersey that people were going to, and then the Brooklyn Temple and the Bhakti Center, and then someone else, there's a, how do you pronounce it? Bhakti Bandhav. There's a, 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 a Krishna conscious project upstate New York. And then where I used to live in Stuyvesant Falls, then someone I know, they went to, uh, 
Krishna Kumari had a program. And I was going to a program in uh, where, uh, basically where, the, I don't know, I, I can say my doctors are. It's, in, in, it's an hour north of New York City, Newburgh. And of course, I'm good at branding. So I reverse the letters R and U and it comes New Brudge. But uh, they have a medical complex, but they also have this huge hall and things like that. And, uh, and each program had a different flavor, but it was just so nice to see how um, Krishna consciousness kind of uh, empowerment, that's how Prabhupada spread Krishna consciousness. He didn't keep it centralized. He just kept on empowering young people and moving them out and spreading Krishna consciousness and go here. And that kept the dynamicism rather than have one big program where there's one person that speaks and one person that does this, you know, and, and, and also now in the movement, there, there's just, there, there's so many varieties of people, even varieties of agents, you know? So uh, it, it was kind of, so the program I went to was, um, the doctor had a son, uh, Hari, Hari Das, and uh, who kind of is interested in doing things in Krishna consciousness. He became friends with Premananda Kirtan, who is one of the main people from Indra Dumda Swami's tour from South Africa, who is staying here. And then uh, with, um, and they made a program for, for uh, outside people. And uh, except for me. <laughs> and, kind of like the old man who kind of sits in the back. Um, I enjoyed it too, because there was, there were 40 people, all Western born people. No one really like, I don't I don't think any of them were initiated actually speaking. And Raghunath came, that was an attraction. And then there was a nice music band, but talented people. Uh, there's a lady in New York, Mina, and she's her fiance is Alex, now initiated Anupam. And along the way, they picked up what's the big thing called the cello? It's really big. Is it really, really big? Really, really big. It's a bass. What? Upright bass. Upright bass? Mm -hmm. Okay. I gotta. It might be a cello. What? It might be a cello. Okay, whatever the case is, it's <laughs> this big thing. And they did something wrong. And then there was Kirtan and Fantastic Facade because those doctors have their own restaurant. So it was just nice to see that Lord Chaitanya's mission, that's what it means. Priti Viti Yachi Ati Nagaradi Gram. He predicted my, my name will be chanted in every town and village. And it just doesn't mean that in New York and this place, it means in New York, every town and village. So that was kind of exciting. Now, the other thing I want to share with you, this is my special intimate Wednesday group. Because generally, more people come on Sunday. So this is the real hardcore listeners. So I give them something special. Um, I'm working on my next Monday morning greetings and I'm meditating on the process of doing it. Actually at Raghunath's program, I met one of the people who edited one of the sections for me and he's an editor. He's a, he, he works professionally as a writer and he was commenting, you know, the nice thing is you, how do you come up with new ideas every week? And I, I just thought of the process is that if we're conscious and we're practicing Krishna consciousness, we have realizations. And realizations means that we actually, we, we see things, you know, that, that have meaning to us, that we realize that we not just understand this theoretical knowledge and realize knowledge. Theoretical knowledge is when you understand something. Realized knowledge is when you see something. It's a deeper understanding. And in our own ways, we all have that. We're just not conscious of it. And then, you know, I begin to write. And then the other thing I, I did, I write after I chant a lot. And I realized that cheto darpanam marginam, that the mind is purified and clean 
by chanting. So when I do that early in the morning, it gives me access because memory, I think, is a product of the mode of goodness. So it gives me access. But anyway, the realization that came the last week and when the first realization that comes is the realization I'm going to write about because I have no other choice. I only have a week. So what came is, is I was, I, I was thinking vax, anti-vax, and I was meditating on it, I had my own ideas. And then I thought, well, there's something that no one's speaking about that's quite obvious about this whole, this whole, this whole um, COVID thing. And that's that it's a collective karmic reaction. And vaccines will not solve the problem. It's not that, you know, it's like you have a fever. When you have a fever, take the fever away, but don't be in the conception that this cures the disease. So if you have COVID or, or, or someone gets COVID, yeah, okay, there may be that. I'm not, I want to comment on that now. Let's say it works. I'm not saying it does. Yeah, okay, okay, vaccine, but that's not going to stop it because it's a collective karmic reaction. And then I, um, I, I got someone to give me all these quotes that, and, and where Prabhupada directly, say, directly says that if there's killing of animals, and they're actually one person I know in Puerto Rico, a friend of mine, very expert, competent person, bought some land there and became like a world expert in plants and, and permaculture and everything. And trillions and trillions of animals are killed, like a, over a trillion animals are killed every year and three trillion, you know, so many. So probably with this killing of animals, you know, there's, there's going to be war, famine, pestilence. And I looked up what, pe and, and specifically Prabhupada talked about the killing of the cows. And he said, there's going to be. And he says that if, if this is not stopped, if this is not stopped, Western civilization will be finished. So pestilence comes from the Greek word pesti, means plague. Pestilent means exactly what's happening now. Some widespread pandemic, endemic, whatever it is, people getting, you know, sick and dying and things like that. So I just thought that's the, ele the, the, the phrase in English, the elephant in the room. Is an ele how can you not notice an elephant in the room, right? But when you say the elephant in the room, it means there's something so big, so prominent, but you don't see it. And that's what I, I, I was thinking. We're talking about vax and anti-vax and lockdowns and this, but there's an elephant in the room. It's so big that they can vaccinate everyone in, in the, and it can work, but it's just a symptom and it'll come back in another disease or another disaster. Bhutva, bhutva, puliyate. That's the material world destroyed again and again and again and again. So that's what I'm trying to conceptualize and express that this is the root. And Prabhupada said, if, if, if you know, and then it's leadership. Prabhupada, one quote said, you know, in, in the state, if the states where they can stop sinful activity, there will be no pestilence, there will be. So that's the cure. So, and I came up with a good title, uh, at least the first person I shared it with liked it, called COVID and the Cow in the Room. Because <laughs> it's the cow. <laughs> We're killing the cow. That's why there's pestilence. And it's so big and it's so obvious. And we're not seeing it. Okay, now to the CC. And even listening and hearing about Chaitanya Leela, even visually, you get to see another world. 
because you know people are walking around the country and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is 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 walking around the you know, he's on pilgrimage now and he's walking and I'm vi visualizing it's clean it's organic the water is clean it, it, it had another kind of opulence and and we this is another thing is, is we've been conditioned to a false sense of opulence. We think opulence is material civilization and gadgets and so many things. What's opulence? Opulence is community where there's a temple where you could walk to with a community of people who, 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 who have a system by which they can live together and where there's fresh air, but we couldn't do it. Why? Because we're conditioned in the West. We failed. Prabhupada, his last thing was to go to Gitanagari to live off of the land. He wanted to show us, uh, I, some quote, 50% of his project. But we failed. Why? Because we couldn't live there because we were conditioned to a false standard of opulence. Conditioned means that we fortified a certain set of samskaras, which are not healthy, which we see as desirable and right. So we live in the cities and we suffer. We live in these horrible places and we suffer. And if we go to the country, then we think, you know, yeah, it's too simple. You know, it's too austere. It doesn't work as well, something like that. Anyway, there's advantages in the modern age and living in a city with his devotees and community, et cetera. I, we can weigh all these things, but, but so I see Lord Chaitanya walking around and actually India used to be that way when I used to come. It didn't have all the technological advancement. So if you wanted to live that way, this is great, I'm gonna get some liquid here. If you wanted to live that way, then you thought it was real austere, but the villages were the way they were hundreds of years, hundreds of years ago. And you didn't have all those things. So maybe, you know, people live simply. But it's opulent. It's just like in Vrindavan. Everybody's trying to live near the Krishna Balaram Mandir. So I, I, I was fortunate. Someone, one, one of my Russian disciples, I don't have many, but actually I had one. And the one got me an apartment because I never had a place to stay in Vrindavan. And I'm happy for it. But if you walk 10 minutes, I can make it in 15 minutes because I used to go there to eat. And I have my friend Sridhar and some of you met my friend Sridhar who, who's a Mali. And he has about, you know, probably has two or three acres with flowers and things. And there's practically there's no electricity. There's, you know, and the winter it gets cold and the summer it gets hot. And there's no air conditioning and like, but who, who actually who actually has opulence? Someone crammed in a room in the Russian building. <laughs> That's what they call it where I live. Or someone who lives out in that, that natural setting and has to tolerate the simplicities of life. And what do the simple, simplicities of life do? Tapo divyam yena kaputva sattvam should yed yasman brahmasokyam tonantam. They detach you from the body and they, they, they naturally detach. How, how do we become detached from the body? When there's a slight inconvenience in the body, the consciousness extracts itself from the body. It's like when you take a cold shower, you don't go, ah, ah. You have to fortify your mind, you know, you have to like shut off the mind's absorption in the senses. And that's what that's what the practice was in the simple life that people lived. They didn't suffer more. 
they just had to, and, and, you know, I lived in India in the natural day and in the early days and how wonderful I got to do that. To be able to extract yourself from the body. As I read in the commentary in the Bhagavad Gita on the first chapter, <clears throat> I forgot what section, but <clears throat> that a pinch of pain is felt more than a ton of pleasure. So people who indulge themselves, it's all, it, it, there's so much they need, but it's counteracted by just a toothache, <laughs> a boil. And what to speak that we're gonna die and, and, and get old and, and you know so many pains that they're gonna come to the best of them. When I was in Mumbai during the earthquake in Gujarat, and there's a very nice, um, there's a very nice orthopedic surgeon named Giriraj. And he just came from that place called Kutch or Kutch or something. And he said the people in the country, their bones would heal three times as fast as the people in the city just because of the life and the living there. So anyway, I'm envisioning Lord Chaitanya walking and then bathing in a river and then sleeping on the side of the, the land and then going to villages and begging for food. And but we can't do it because we're conditioned to certain standards. And I, I actually, I, I, I was thinking now that I'm, I'm in America, it's another thing I wanted to write. It's just on my mind. I'm sharing you, you know, I've lived in India for 44 years in Vrindavan, and that's pretty simple. Most of my life, I spent more time in Vrindavan than any place else. And I lived austerely there. I didn't have, I didn't have my own place. I didn't know where I would stay. I, and a lot of times, some simplicity. When I was in Govardhan, <laughs> it, 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 took them, it took them four years to fix my shower. <laughs> and you see, if you don't fix the shower, you can't get hot water because you need pressure to go from the hot water tank to the thing. So I had no, I had, I had no, no hot water. And I had no shower. I had like a bucket. If I wanted, I had to kind of heat up something on the stove. But Tapo Divyam, it extracts you from the body. You feel less pain. <laughs> the world is mostly pain. The world is mostly suffering. You just feel less of it. So I'm feeling like that when I'm writing this article, COVID in the calendar room, because I feel guilty too, because the other cow in the room is that Prabhupada had a plan for simple living, sustainable living. And the movement just didn't go that way. And we as Krishna conscious leaders are implicated in this sinful society by the gadgets and the way we live. And it, it, for preaching, yes, people have to go out and there's something to it, but it becomes more than that. It becomes more in the way you live, almost like a support of what is the problem of that society. And, and, and you know, there's a great Vaishnava in uh, New Vrindavan called Varsana Maharaj. He's a very elevated soul. And he categorized two types of, of, of human beings, uh, aliens, and what? Earth people. Earth people. And I, I just, you know, and, and earth people are people that they like the ground, they grow things, they feel, and there's aliens, they don't know what to do when they get in the country. <laughs> I'm an alien. <laughs> I feel really bad about it, actually. <laughs> I'm an alien. 
and I was born in Brooklyn. I never went camping in my life. I never even wanted to go camping. I couldn't even figure out what that means. <laughs> I, I, I have to be honest with that. <laughs> but anyway, it, it's just thinking about these things. You can see what's on my mind when I'm writing this. You know, the, the, the and, and the genius of Prabhupada actually speaking the genius of Prabhupada to actually he saw COVID coming and the collapse of civilization and the whole thing he saw it come I don't collapse we'll see what happens I'm not going to be another predictor of apocalyptic yes I'm not going to be one of those guys but there's something there's something that we all have to think about of course, I don't have to think so much about it because I'm a sannyasi, so it doesn't matter where I am. I could sleep anywhere and have a family. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm detached in that way, but, but still, as a mission, as a mission, and, and that's, the, that's what I'm seeing. It, it, this COVID, it's not just this vaccine. It's a symptom of the, the, the whole society and the reactions people get for the way they're living. Now, getting, now let's getting to this Gorlila. Lord Gorsunda used various means to deliver all living entities. What happened is, is he's on the way and he meets this Shakta. Now Shaktas are people who worship Durga, who's the man, not Radha. Radha is the internal potency. Durga is the external potency. And they honor Durga by materialistic means, by being materialistic. They believe you should enjoy as much as possible. But they, they couch it within this Hindu type worship. So he sees Lord Chaitanya, wants to instruct him. And Lord Chaitanya is very, very kind to the person and kind of listens to him and is nice. And then the person said, why don't you come to my house and have some bliss? It means let's go, let's go drinking. Let's have some bliss. This is not bliss, by the way. It's just water. <laughs> One second. What is this? This is so good. Chai. What? Chai. This is a, a legal chai. It's so tasty, but I, I need to do this. So he meets this shakta. And then like was real nice to him. And then the people say he did that to deliver the shakta so that the shakta will deliver other shaktas. So Lord Chaitanya, it's interesting. He has this, this objective or goal because it's his Bahiranga Hetu, it's the external reason for it appearing is to give Krishna consciousness. So that's his focus. And to do that, you have to very carefully understand the frame of reference of your audience and then be able to communicate with them in how you talk, how you behave, not compromising your principles, how you speak, what the language you use, the different things that you do. So Lord Chaitanya was like that. And that, they credited also Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur for his time. He had a, he, he drove into Radha Kun with a Jaguar. <laughs> he used a car, someone gave him a car. Generally, you know, I guess he, he also wanted to break stereotypes, although he's such a strict sannyasi, but his preaching, when the Bhadralok, the Bhadralok in, 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 in uh, Bengal, the British had an influence 
So there was a fusion between like the British culture. It's kind of, it was kind of like a, a Krishna West in Calcutta, but not with Krishna, but with Hinduism. So they, they kind of kept the culture of and respectable people that they dressed in Western clothes, and they learned English. When the Bhadralok would come to Bhakti Siddhanta's temple, because they were attracting aristocratic people, the brahmacharis would give them chairs and fan them. And Bhakti Siddhanta had, you know, in, in, in Bengal, there's so much the art of incredible art for that doll making and dioramas and things. So I, I know the Bhakti Center used to have a, a saying, I don't know if they still use it, they maybe modified it, firmly rooted branching out. And, and, and Prabhupada had realization. And, and, and realization means that by your practice, you have a depth of understanding of the philosophy of Krishna consciousness in such a way you can change the form in which you received it and you understood it even if it was a very traditional way and you can change the form to accommodate the language or frame of reference of your audience without losing that message and the essence of it. And when I've said this many times, when people don't have realization, they do one of two things. They keep it in the form in which they understood it, even though it was a traditional form that other people, even though you speak the truth, no one can understand it because they don't understand that language. It, it almost be like, you know, you're very realized, you know, and then you, you, you go someplace and you, you, you know, everyone only speaks French and you give an English lecture. No one understands it. But it's more than that. You can give an English lecture to people who speak English and they won't understand it because they have different... Words become impregnated with their use in a particular culture. So you may have an English word like surrender which is translated from the word Sharanagati, and then you use it in the English phrase, and then you're in an audience that has a negative conception of taking shelter, of abuse and cheating. So they have, when you say that one word, they understand one thing. Another audience who has more of a, a conception of, a, of, of, of shelter from, from, from giving yourself to your parents, <laughs> not abuse, but they have an experience of shelter, then they understand, then they could understand how that relates to the use and relationship to God. So there's so many things that are there. there. Therefore, I, I like empowering youth. And I like retiring to just chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> because I like, you know, I, I, I like the people who, who, are, who, who know the people, speak their language, know how to communicate to them, and, and, have, and then have the realization to do it. So anyway, this was an example. Lord Chaitanya dealt with someone who was completely antithetical to his philosophy, didn't criticize him, didn't debate with him, just befriended him. And treated him nice. And another instant, it, it's that's it, you may have to be really heavy. For an, for another example, so this really and and therefore, you know, in the whole Bhagavatam, when the when uh, Sutta Goswami tells the say uh, the sages of Namasharanya that to answer your question, where knowledge and religion is preserved. I'm going to speak to you the Bhagavatam. It's in the Bhagavatam because they asked now that Krishna has left the planet, where is knowledge and religion preserved? Where can you get it? Krishna is God. And he says, it's the Bhagavatam and it's as brilliant as the sun. And not only that, I was there when it was spoken. 
And then he said, Yatad, Yatamati, Yataditam, Yataditam. I heard it and I realized it. And what was the re response from Sutta Goswamis, he, uh, from the uh, Sonakarishi? Sutta, Sutta Mahabhaga. When you repeat something, it's generally a defect in writing or speaking, unless it's done with extreme enthusiasm. So he was excited. Why? Because he realized it. And because he realized that he can communicate it. And in Prabhupada's purport to that verse, the last verse of the third chapter of the first canto, he talks that realization means the ability to communicate. Because without it, you're going to do one of two things. You're going to keep it in the way that you heard it, even though no one can understand it, or to accommodate the audience, you'll change the form, but lose the meaning. So you'll, you, you, that, that's also there. So to have that, that, that balance of that root in the tradition, which gives you the, the purity and the potency to, you know, to, to influence people's lives at the same time to have the realization to kind of reform it. It's not an ordinary thing. And the classic example for me personally is when I was in California many, many, many years ago. And I was sitting there and then one of my god brothers came and he had taken one of the Goswamis of Vrindavan on a preaching tour. A famous Goswami, famous Radharaman Goswami, who was the mayor of Vrindavan, whose own father broke the tradition by supporting Bhakti Siddhanta. So a lot of the Goswamis, because Bhakti Siddhanta was initiating people, giving Brahmin initiation to people not or second initiation to people not in the Brahmin families. And it was like a lot of tension and he actually supported him. So he was a, a very elevated person and, and someone who I also knew. And I said, how does his preaching go? And he said, well, they didn't really understand. He was fluent in English. They didn't understand his high language. They talk about the divine moiety. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know, they use an English that they got from the British, the divine, ever blissful, divine moiety couple. You know, it just goes on. And on. No one could understand. He said they couldn't understand. I, what I realized is that person didn't have the realization. He had the language of English because, you know, very educated. He didn't have the realization to communicate. Same thing, same thing happened. It was very interesting. After Prabhupada disappeared, 11 days after Prabhupada disappeared, we had his function in Vrindavan. And in a function in India, a spiritual function, you always have to have an acharya, symbolically. So the senior, or at least in the Gaudiya tradition, if there's so many people there, the senior most one, they may put a little cloth on his little wood table with a plastic, you know, glass and a little flower, something to distinguish. There must be a, a convener of, of, the, of the thing, someone who represents the... So what happened was, is that the senior most Vaishnav that came was Prabhupada's god, god brother, Ban Maharaj. And Ban Maharaj had gone to the West before Prabhupada did. And he came back with two German disciples. And he was lauded and glorified for that. He preached to Lord Zetlin. And there was even one lady that he made a go to that, that, that he, that, he made and represented the Gaudiya Math in England for many years, just some British lady. Satyaraj researched that. And he, and, he, and he spoke to Martin Goebbels, Hitler's man. I mean, he did things. 
but when Prabhupada came, came it, it just like it was another world, and it was a real. I must. It's 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 a test for you. You know, when you when you have something, and then someone who's your contemporary does it so much more. We're born in this material world, overcome with dualities of desire and hate. So it's kind of challenging for everyone. We tend to create worlds of our contemporaries. We may not become envious of our guru, but the God brothers or God sisters or, or, or the people our age, you know, like when I took sannyasa, I was like the I was a brahmachari, so I was like, you know, I was like, I'm the best of the brahmacharis. Now all of a sudden I'm a sannyas, I'm in a different category. <laughs> it's challenging for you. It's really the, the, the challenge to, to be happy that, that others do well in this material world, because the false ego wants superiority. So to be happy that others do well is a real challenge especially ones that do well and expose our maybe our own lack of purity, our own lack of effort, our own lack of mercy, whatever it is. Whatever the case is, when this person got up to speak, he said, I could have done what Swamiji had done. I could have did that. But I didn't have the mentality to preach to the hippies. And I don't think, I, anyway, he said that. I don't, whatever, he was just speaking. I saw like people like Brahmananda Prabhu, like getting upset, you know, whatever the case is. And at that, when I heard that, I just thought how the goddess Saraswati, when you try to blasphemy Krishna or his devotee, goddess Saraswati, he takes the words and reorders them. Because you can do that in Sanskrit. For example, when Sishupal was cursing Krishna in the Rajasuya sacrifice, he called Krishna the lowest of all men. But if you decline it in a different way and break the word up, the same word that means the lowest of all men, if you look at it in a different way, because when there's Sunday, when you join words together, different words can, can make the same. If you have two short A's, it becomes a long A. If you have one long A, one short A becomes a long A. So if you have a word with a long A, it could mean two different things. So Saraswati declined the word in a way that it meant that person, which makes every other person go down. So it wasn't a curse anymore. So I thought Goddess Saraswati took what that person said and made it a glorification of Prabhupada. Because he said, I didn't have the realization I didn't have the mentality to preach to the hippies. And I thought, well, what is the mentality to preach to the hippies? That your realization of Krishna consciousness has to be so deep that you have to take this Radha Krishna conception, which is so foreign to the Western mentality, couched in a religious organization and communicate it to the hippies so that they understand it. So that's that, like the realization. And that was, if anything else, that was Prabhupada's greatest asset, his ability to communicate. I, I, I tell this story too. I mean, it, it's after Prabhupada left, we used to have his disappearance festival. And at least one year I was designated to invite some senior Vaishnavas to come to that. And it was very interesting. Uh, Acharya Babaka was Prabhupada's first disciple in, in Jhansi, this Indian Sanskrit pandit and different people who knew Prabhupada. So I went and they asked me if I could invite Narayan March. So I went to his place in Mathura and he was sitting there at that time. He was just the head of a temple. He wasn't a big person in that way. He wasn't initiating. And uh, I, you know, I asked him, can you come? And, and uh, he said, well, what will I say? 
I said, well, you knew Prabhupada. And then I like what he said. He said, I didn't know Prabhupada. I didn't know Prabhupada. I said, but he lived here. He lived right over here. Prabhupada gave the Gornitai deity that you have there. Or something, the Radha Krishna deities. Prabhupada gave them their deities. So he said, no, I, I didn't know Prabhupada. He said, it's just like when you go to the temple and you start talking to your friends. Do you know, do you know Krishna? So like that, I was very familiar, but I didn't know Prabhupada, Prabhupada. So I said, well, maybe you could say what you saw then that gave you, looking back, that gave you a hint of what Prabhupada is now. And then he said something. He said, I saw Prabhupada, the ability to relate. When, when Prabhupada was with elderly people, he was very respectful. And when he was with people that are equal, he was really, you know, and he was with children, he was affectionate. Anyway, this was the inspiration. Now, after this, after joking with that shock, the Gohari went to the village of Remuna. So part of this, is we're seeing Lord Chaitanya going on pilgrimage and he likes to visit temples and holy places. And it's one of the nine symptoms, observable symptoms of Baba Bhakti. That you're very enthusiastic. You're very enthusiastic to see the places of, of the Lord's pastimes and his devotees. And uh, yeah, ah, yeah, I'm missing India for that. I lived in a little village that had five, over 5,000 Krishna temples. I look out my window and there's a holy place, Radha Tila, where Radharani would feed the birds. And every day outside my window in Vrindavan, all the birds in Vrindavan would come. And then I, I would go outside and I'd go into their little thing, no electricity, they live very simple, they clean the way. So very, Madhav is amazing. I, I, I used to get, when I, cause I would organize tours for people. So I would work with one person to get taxis and he would work in a, a, uh, one of the places in front where they make deities and so many things. And I get the, I would get the taxis from them. And through that, I met the person who owned the store, who was a very, very nice man. And uh, so they invited me for Prasadam at their place. Now, as you come into Lower Bazaar, it's just a, you know, what, what is his place? It's a temple. It's a huge temple that his family has. He's from a Brahmin family. And, you know, now they have to work and make business. And, but it, it's a temple. And, and, and you practically can't even see it. It's like, but it's, you know, carved sandstone. And we come upstairs and it's just the way those houses were. They were always the vasta. They were always open in the middle. There's always air. And we sat and they, you know, they just, the family cooked. And then he, he said, you know, I want you to meet my father. And they come from a line which was, in our tradition was discredited from, called Rupa Kaviraj. But, but anyway, he said, you know, my family has, has a, a great library, you know? And we gave it most of the books to the Vrindavan Research Institute, which is right next. And he showed me actually the, the, the thousands of books that it was listed. We donated this, their whole library. He said, but we kept some special books that we don't donate. You wanna see the original Madhya of the Chaitanya Charitamrita written by Krishnadas Kaviraj. <laughs> Authorized, you know, and they take out their key and in their Myra, and then they take out the original 
Chaitanya Charitama. So this is ecstasy to see all the temples and, and, and Lord Chaitanya, he, actually he disappears. He disappears at one point. I said, wait, where did Lord Chaitanya go? He said, well, they went to this place, Yajapur, which had a lot of temples. He said, he went to see all the temples. To see all the temples, you know, the, the, a lot of people in Vrindavan, they would visit the seven major temples every day. You know, and, and really what you do is when you go to a temple and Bhakti Siddhanta taught us this is you're not seeing the deity. The deity is seeing you. What does that mean? You have to go to the deity and offer your heart. This is my devotion because what, what pleases Krishna is our hearts, not our forms. <laughs> what pleases Krishna is our hearts our hearts of devotion. So someone who's coming to the temple in the morning, very sincerely from the Mongol Artik, and they go before Krishna and they open their hearts to the best they can to give Krishna pleasure. You know, I, in Vrindavan, I like to go to this place called Tatiyastan, where they live as they lived 500 years ago and where they have that classical Drupad Kirtan. There's different styles. Drupad Kirtan is the most complex classical. If you go to there, you want to be a devotee of them, you go to music lessons because you got to learn classical music. And it's all, okay, a cappella, what is it? A cappella, what's going on? They just sing without instruments and you go before the deities. So, and then you go see their acharya. He sits there and is on his sand asana. So I forgot I asked him something. And, and to them, it was so important for the deity to see all the residents and their devotion in the morning. That's the, yeah, you should be all right. Radha, Radha Murlidhar. Right? It's kind of nice, right? Go down there, open your heart, show them that you're there. You can imagine that's the worship. The deity opens the doors and no one's there. That's not happiness. But if all the devotees are there and shining. So he's going to Ramuna, and Ramuna is where this. Shira Chora Gopinathi it is. Shira Chora, Chora means thief. They stole that sweet rice from Madhavendra Puri. It's, it's such a beautiful story. Yeah, he, he stole the sweet. And there's actually, there's a deity like that in Toronto. And no one knows this, but I did some service for that deity because it's a really interesting kind of thing. It's the time I got my first, the first Bhagavad Gita, but people in my college knew me as a devotee because I, I came back in 1970 and I went to college and I was a devotee. I was, wasn't dressed in robes, but somehow or other I was cooking a Sunday feast and feeding people. And I would just, I would cook all day. And then I'd put all these beautiful back to Godheads with their pictures. They used to have these beautiful paintings and I'd put on the Govinda album and I'd, I'd give this incredible feast. And then when everybody was went to sleep by eating so much, I'd pack it in my Volkswagen and then I'd drive to the university and I'd go to a room and put on the album and, so people kind of knew that I was into this. But then after a while, somehow or other, I just didn't like to go out anymore. I never, I actually never liked to move out of my room, but I, even then I just didn't like to, but I felt like impelled to, and I was, I lived, I lived like 30 minutes from campus. So I got into my Volkswagen, I started driving to the student union. And I thought, why am I driving to the student union? 
right? And I go into the student union, and then I remember the name of the guy. The guy's name was Bob Fireman. He said, oh, there, he goes like this, there's the person we were telling you about. And it was two devotees. It was Lakshmi Moni and Jagadish. And they were in charge of Toronto. And there, there were two devotees. And, and they said, that's the one, because, you know, they said, here, he's the person we are telling you about that's into this. And then they said to me, they said, oh, yeah, we knew someone must be here because Jagannath is there behind the, you know, there's, a, there's like a reception desk. There's a picture. I didn't even know who Jagannath was. I don't know the picture got there. So they said, we need a place to stay. They were going down to the, the shore. They were going down to the, you know, the harbor in New York to pick up the deities and take them back to Toronto. And they needed some place to stay. So they stayed with me. So I'm connected in that way to Radha Chura Gopinath. They stayed with me that day. And interesting enough, the same people that came there when, when, I, when I joined, of all the temples, that the person was the temple president. It's only later when I, I joined that they realized it was the same person. But anyway, Rimuna, Chura, then, then, they, they, then they're, they're, from Rimuna, they're going to go see Sakshi Gopal, the deity. Who, and uh, yeah, I was in Vrindavan right now. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go see Radha Damodar. You could spend the whole day in the Radha Damodar temple. Because you go into the Radhadar temple, and then on the altar are the deities of, of Jiva Goswami, Krishna's Kavirajas, Radhadama, there's so many deities. And then you go on Parikram, and I go and I make a little right, and there's, there's the Samadhi of Jiva Goswami, and then Krishna's Kaviraj. So I go to the Samadhi of Jiva Goswami, and I chant the first line of the Sadgoswami, the second line of the Sadgoswami Astakam. Nana Shastra Vicharinaika Nipano Sadharma Samstapako Lokana Mitakarino Tribuvane. And then I go to Jiva Goswami and I chant the next line Sri Goranga Gunarnagan, Sri Goranga Gunarnavana Nabido, Shradha Samridyan Vito. Papo tapa nekritano tanubritam govinda ganamrita. Because they all kind of relate. Then walk, then there's a pushpa samadhi of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. And I say his prayers. And then I walk around and I stop at the, the samadhi of Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj, Prabhupada's god brother. And then I, I walk walk further and then you go through this little hallway where the six Goswamis used to meet every day and they'd meet there of all the things and then you go around then you go to the the uh, um, you go to the uh, wow I'm going to finish right now because I'm getting too much energy today and you go to the the Samadhi of Rupa Goswami, Samadhi of Lokanath Goswami, Adhananastranam Dante, Ridam Yache, Puna Puna, Srimad Rupa, Padam Bojo, Dulisham Janma Janmadi. Adhananastranam Dante, with straw in my teeth. Adhananastranam Janate, Ridam Yache, Puna Puna. I beg again and again, Srimad Rupa, Padam Bojo. Duli Shamja, birthday, let me have the dust of Rupa Goswami. And then you go into Prabhupada's rooms where Prabhupada lived. And that's just one temple. So we're going to see Rupa Goswami is going to do that, but I've. it's time to end. Uh, Jamuna Jaya, would you like to, if you guys want to hang around, you can also see that. Jamuna Jaya, are you still here? Yes, yes, I. <laughs> Thank you. Is there anything today that struck you? 
Yes, well, I first just have to say, I love your college pastimes. The image of you driving a little old school VW is like, which is quite enlivening. So thank you. If you really, want to, you really want to have the pastime is the pastime where I crashed it and it turned over. That's the real pastime. Oh, no. So that, that is the most ecstatic pastime. And it's actually, it's actually very, very humorous pastime too. I, I can't wait to hear that one. I've never heard. I'll tell it the next class if you remind me. I will. I will. Okay. But I, I loved your point about the simplicities of life help us use the word detract from the body. I, I just love that. Like the image of cold shower, which is something I, I really don't like <laughs> a lot, a lot. But I love that of the just. The I don't like it. And when I'm in America, I don't take it. So I'm becoming, <laughs> I'm becoming so conditioned here. Conditioned. I, I'm afraid when I go back to India, you know, I, I, it'll be hard for me to live. <laughs> I, I just love, and Namrashaki had to leave, but she said, I'm reading from the chat box. I don't even saw it. She goes, she said, but I love the point you said community is where there's a temple you can walk through. That was what Namrashaki shared before she yeah. left. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Hey, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Isradesh Fari here. Thank you very much for a wonderful class. I, I really appreciated when you spoke about realizations and as well made me think um, how important it is actually to, to, to be authentic and to be truthful and to actually speak from that, um, to act and to speak from that truthful part, that genuine part of our heart, because then when we actually really truly understand something according to our level, then we can share no matter what in every language and even body language by acting, by living that, that way. So, so I thought it, it, it made me think how, how important it is to be actually authentic and not pretend to be higher than, well, than I am actually. Actually, what Prabhupada used to like when the young girl, Malati's daughter, Saraswati, she used to go to these big life members and said, do you know who Krishna is? And they say, who? And, and she'd say, the supreme personality of Godhead. And Prabhupada really appreciated that. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Thank you. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, somehow I, I just, even though I've heard you tell that story about, what was the name, that Bon Maharaj or something? Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know, somehow today, I just feel something I'm getting so mad at him. I wish that he could, you know, understand the way you heard his words. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, he was a great soul. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> gotta clean that up. Huh? Okay. Yeah, Thank clean you. it up. Anybody else? <laughs> Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Gopinath here, and Kishori Radha. Hari Bo, we'll meet Hare you next Hare. Sunday. That's going to be confirmed. Okay. Yes, Hari Bo. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Lal Govinda. Krishna, thanks for class. Okay. You. you know, uh, you're. You're in business next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a real good shave. Okay. We'll take, we'll take good care of you, Mars. Okay. Harry Bo. Okay. Harry Bo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Hemala Tarada. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Harry Bo. Harry Bo. Good. Hare still, Krishna Maharaj. Still praying we, we, that you'll come. Yes, I'm praying to Maharaj. Also, I wanted to mention the. Um, I think I've heard this before from you, Maharaj, that uh, it's not that we are taking darshan, but the deities are. We are going there so they can see us. So when they open the um, the curtains, we are there for them. I really uh, thanks for that concept, reminder. Right. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. Who else? A few more. 
Hare Krishna Maharaj, Rangarani. Rangarani. I love Hare this point. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Which point? I love this uh, this point you said, uh, real appearance. Real appearance is um, being a part of community, especially Krishna conscious community. Yes, Haribo. Thank you. Haribo. Yeah. <laughs> Haribo. Okay. One more and then I'm going to go. Okay. I, I see everybody that's in the class. So thank you all for coming. Bunch